Come on, let's clap our hands unto Jesus. Are you glad to feel the presence of the Lord in the house today? Come on, let's give it our best in this place. Praise the name of our God. He's a great God. Amen. As you remain standing just a moment, I'm feeling nostalgic today, so I, I just want to make a few comments. Um, what an awesome church that you are. And I have uh, heard about this great church for many, many years. My parents have been here before, but I have never been able uh, to be here yet, though I know I was invited. But to be here, and what an unbelievable facility. Wow. Wow. And... Um, just an just a incredible testimony to all of your hard work, and I want to uh, say that, that you are internationally known. I mean that, that this great church in Cabot, Arkansas, and so I, I, I give you honor today, and thank you for allowing us, uh, Brooke and I and our family, to be here. Um, I, I do want to say um, that our friendship with the Gaddies is so important to us. I hope you, I hope you think as much of me as I think of y'all. Because, man, I am, I, we love you guys and look, look up to you. And, and um, certainly that the whole world would want to be Tim and Stacy Gaddy. I mean that. I mean that. And they just, you guys are, are succeeding at the things that matter. And you can fake anything in ministry except your kids. And you guys, um, Maddie the missionary and Landon and just um, what the church that you've built here and the people that are willing to, you preach all over the world, you are asked to come to the greatest churches and that is because people trust you and your voice is so important uh, to all of the world, to this community and the UPCI. And so I wanna just say thank you so much for leading us and um, we appreciate you and, and Nate and Ashley, of course, um, being here as well. They've been certainly a friend to, to our youth pastors that are here today. Um, but will you uh, thank this great first family one more time uh, for all that they do? And I mean that, what I said today. Thank you, guys. And I'm excited about what the Lord is going to do this morning. And I want to tell somebody today that if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost for the first time, or it's been a while since you've been refilled with the Spirit, man, this excitement and energy and power that is here, it's for you. And you're going to experience that today before you leave, and I believe that. And I thank God, man, when Pastor Gaddy started preaching about, just over there a little bit, about the remission of sins that happens when you are baptized. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, here's water. They've already warmed it up. They already paid the big bucks to make it look so nice. What's stopping you from being baptized this morning? Amen. You must be born of the water. So uh, let's do it today. Let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Will you lift up your voice? Let's ask God to help us today. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come into this place today expectant of what you're going to do. I pray, God, that you would move and work and speak. I ask you, Lord, that the work of the Holy Ghost would be done. We know that the Word of God is powerful. It's going to do great things in this place. We submit ourselves to it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Turn to somebody and greet them in Jesus' name as you're seated. God bless you in Jesus' name.
after the service this morning, if, if you would allow me, we're going to, I'm going to do something I've never done. This is where Pastor Gaddy starts getting nervous. I would like to get a picture of every man in this church that has a blue suit on. You have more blue suits than any other church in Pentecost, and I want to get my picture with all you guys today. So don't forget that. That has nothing to do with what I'm going to preach. But wow, what a best-dressed church in the world. And everybody said, amen. Amen. I want to preach to you on this subject this morning of the flight of the dove. It's an amazing story as we look to the book of beginnings. As the Bible begins to tell us, as Simon correctly called that preacher of righteousness, none other than the man named Noah. God had seen the wickedness of man, but Noah had found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But because of the penalty of sin, that there would be judgment. And as difficult as it is for us to understand, there is always, as Sir Isaac Newton would teach us in science, there for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That when we go against the law of God, it doesn't violate God's grace, but there has to be a penalty for that sin. That when I go against what God has put in the word of the Lord, it would not be graceful to overlook it, but grace is in the action of penalty. And so it was that day that God saw the wickedness of man and knew that judgment must come in the form of a universal flood. There had been different punitive actions throughout scriptures, but none compared to this. Jericho was judged and the walls fell down flat, but it was merely one city. Sodom and Gomorrah and their significant sin were judged, but it was just two towns. We read about stories about kings that were cast down. There were nations that were overthrown. We hear stories about Saul being removed from being king or, or prophets that were removed for their missteps. But all of them would be docile compared to the judgment that we read of in Genesis chapter number 6 as the entire world was met with a ferocious hand of God through rain, water, and the flood. The Bible tells us as we pick up with our text today, as that universal flood had enveloped the entire earth, that while the world was under water, God, aware of judgment, knew that it was time for grace. Is there anybody in this house on this Sunday morning that is so thankful that there was a time for grace in our life? Are you glad that one day maybe I didn't do everything right, but God's grace met me and found me and brought me the grace of God? And so it would be that wonderful morning that when the Spirit of God began to move upon Noah, he had built this ark with his own hand. He had saved those other seven. And by eight, 
the writer said, were saved by water. The animals were on board. But it was time for God to position Noah to experience grace. We read about how that when he began to notice that the judgment of the rain had stopped, and then the echo of that judgment of the flood waters began to dissipate, that Noah knew it was almost time for mercy. And so he was driven by the Spirit to take one of those passengers from its cage, a brilliantly white dove, and he took it to the top of the ark and where he had framed in that window in the ark. The Bible tells us of this collaboration between Noah and a dove that would hopefully find mercy. Of course, we know that there was only so much food. There was only so much time. There was only so much time that you could keep Mr. Rhino in his cage. And Mr. Giraffe was starting to stretch out. Can you imagine how angry the elephants might have been? Or how furious those lions started to be? I can only imagine how much fighting and trumpeting and announcing, maybe clawing, maybe hurting, maybe the horses got a little tired of the pen. And Noah being able to, to feel, have you ever taken a road trip with your family? Did I just describe that? And, and somewhere along the way, Noah just knew in his heart, it's almost time for mercy. It's almost time to get off this boat. And so the Bible tells us that Noah, as he reached out with his hand from that window, and he released that dove, that dove would begin a flight that would be in some way, if you allow the hyperbolic today, would be in some way the most important journey that an animal ever took because that dove was able to fly further than Noah could ever swim. That dove could see farther than Noah could ever see. And that dove's purpose, obviously, was to find, is there a place to reside? You can imagine looking out, if you've ever been on a boat out to sea, to fish or to cruise, there is that point where if maybe in one direction or perhaps in all, where you can look as far as you can and you only see water. It's intimidating. The greatest swimmer among us can't swim that far. The greatest builder would have no place to build foundation. The greatest planner, engineer, architect would have nothing to work with if there's water. And so Noah, looking at he saw nothing, but he thought, is there a chance that this dove could fly so far? It, that this dove could see so far? That he would be able to find a place to rest? And so that dove was released, the Bible says, thinking for a moment, that I could see where the direction of the flight of the dove would go. So the Bible says that God had made the waters to go down because the wind would pass. And so the flight of the dove was to find a place to reside. And so that 
morning from the storehouse and from the hand of Noah, that dove began to take off wings for wind, feet to rest, to find a place to reside. The Bible says in Genesis chapter number 8, in verse number 9, But the dove found no place to set her foot, and she returned to him to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the earth. The dove wanted to land, wanted to start new life. It had, I believe, babies in her bosom that she wanted to bring to life and bring to birth. But the impact and the residue of judgment remained. I want to talk to somebody this morning that there is no doubt times in our life where we may sit in this beautiful church and feel the power and the Spirit of God. But if we were honest this morning, we would know that we have made mistakes in our life. The Bible puts us all in the same boat this morning and tells us that all have sinned. Can I get an honest amen? And come short of the glory of God. We know that because of steps we've made, things we've done, that doesn't make us strange. That makes us normal this morning. We have sinned. We have fallen short of what God expected us to do. And if you're here today and you've made mistakes, I want to tell you that's okay. Because God made a way of escape. The Bible tells us that when we make mistakes, that there is that penalty and then there's judgment. But then you may find yourself this morning, even though the judgment may have stopped, that there's still the residue of the judgment. There's still waters that are needing to be abated, but there's still some to deal with. There's still no place to really start over. Yes, the sin is over. Yes, the judgment has stopped, but there's still a residue. There's still some things, some steps that I need to take to get me out of my mess. There's still some things that I need to do. There's still some things that I need to kind of work through. Doesn't mean I'm still in sin. Doesn't mean that I'm a terrible person. But because of my mistakes, I'm still working through my drama. Turn to somebody and say, I still got a little drama. And so the Bible tells us that the dove could not land. And so he put his hand out one more time and took her in and brought that dove into the ark. And the Bible says in verse number 10, if you have your Old Testament, you'll see it. He waited another seven days. Someone say another seven days. And again, he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came back in the evening and behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. Verse 12. Then he waited another seven days. Someone say another week. And he sent forth the dove. And here it is. She did not return to him anymore. Finally, this collaboration between Noah and the dove was so crucial. Noah knowing when to send. The dove knowing when to come. That dove critically Science would tell us today that they can fly in races up to 1,100 miles in one takeoff. And so that dove, I believe, understanding, I don't want to travel out seven or 800 miles. I'll never make it back. But I might be able to go out 300 miles, 400 miles, 
500 miles and I can still get home. And so that dove making its way and finally after a sign of mercy now finds, you know what? I can't do it today, but if I can make it back to that moment, there might be grace. If I can make it back to that point, there might be grace. I'm going to tell you today, you may have come to this church before and fed a little bit of grace, but decided not to change. You may have been in this house on Easter and decided not to convert to water baptism, not to go down and be filled with the Spirit, but I want to tell you today that today's your day. Today there's room for grace. Today there's time for you to be filled with the Spirit of God. There is mercy in the house today. Oh, why don't you clap your hands and thank the Lord for mercy this morning. And so finally, after that last cycle of the flight of the dove, the dove did not return and it rested upon the earth, and Noah knew where to head. Noah knew where to plant. And so, of course, we know that this finally was the signal that life could begin again. That judgment had abated. That the penalty of sin had subsided. That this, Noah knew, was now a new dispensation, and we can begin life again. In Scripture, of course, we know that the dove was often a sign of the Spirit, partly, obviously, due to its purity and ability, pure, right, white, able to fly. But more than that, it was not just figurative. But the Bible would tell us, as John the Baptist, that final prophet of the Old Testament, would be baptizing in water for repentance. And then, of course, we know that the all-important moment when Jesus Christ, Son of Man and Son of God, came from Galilee to be baptized. John the Baptist said, no, Lord, I must be baptized but you. But Jesus said, no, I'm going to submit myself to the waters of baptism. And he did. And even though that he was without sin, he went there to submit himself to baptism. And as he was being baptized, fitting, he said, for us to fulfill all righteousness, the Bible says, like a caged bird, the spirit who had looked and longed for this moment said that when Jesus was baptized and went up out of the water, that the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. This moment was of immense prophetic proportions because this was the moment that finally the Spirit of God that had been separated from man in the garden and had been pushed away, it finally here had saw the moment that grace can now begin. When Jesus Christ came to this earth, the Word made flesh and dwelt among us. Luke 19 and 10 said, For the Son of Man has come to seek 
and to save that which was lost. What was being described was mercy had longed and looked for 4,000 years. I want to get back into relationship with humanity. I want to get back to where I can talk and walk and fill and empower people. But for thousands of years, men and women made mistakes. Men and women would commit and walk away from God. The waters of judgment were upon the earth. And it took time that for the waters to dissipate. And that, that dove would be released and look and long, but had no place to rest. But when that dove saw Jesus, that spirit said, it's just about ready time for me to land. It's just about ready for me to rest on the earth. I want to tell somebody this morning, it is the will of God for all to be filled with the spirit of God. It is God's plan for your family for us to be filled with the spirit. I thank God for a church that believes in the filling of the gift of the Spirit. I thank God for this praise team that ushered in the power of God. I thank God I got emotional today when I saw Ryan and Kayla see their daughter Kelly baptized in the name of Jesus. You know what? I thank God for a church that shows people this is what your kids ought to be interested in. This is what your kids need to know. And when Pastor Gaddy baptized Kelly in Jesus' name, the power of the Holy Ghost began to move on that young lady. Thank God that the dove has rested upon on this church and the spirit of God is in this house Galatians 4 and 4 when the fullness of time was come God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons and because you are sons God hath sent forth the spirit of his sons into your hearts crying Abba Father I want to tell you today that when that dove came from heaven and fell down and rested there upon Jesus. It was a sign for all of humanity. I am the Lord Jesus Christ. It was a signal that he was announcing to the world that the judgment was just about ready to end. Of course, we know that when Jesus came out of that water and that sign was given to humanity, that it was right there that the ministry of Jesus Christ would begin. Healings, miracles, teachings that make up the New Testament. Training for the disciples that literally would form ready the structure of the apostolic church that we still follow to the greatest letter of the law and spirit of the law that we can today. But this moment was so important because here in this moment, the spirit of mercy met the law or the word made flesh. That spirit was represented in that dove and that law was represented in the word made flesh. And when that righteousness of God grazed the peace of the spirit. David talked about it in Psalm 85 and 10 when he said that mercy 
and truth are met together. That righteousness and peace have kissed each other. I want to tell you today that when the Spirit of God rested upon Jesus, that what you have is the Spirit of grace met the law and the Word made flesh. And the love of God came to the earth John said that, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. And he taught, and he preached, and he discipled, and he went to the cross and purchased our salvation as he died on the cross. The Lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. And then he went to a tomb and was buried. And three days later, he was resurrected from the dead. And he said, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here and be in dude with power from on high and that faithful 120 went and prayed and they sought God and prayed and fasted for 10 days and when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and that dove rested upon the earth I want to tell somebody today that when those new believers were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost that the dove rested the Dove said that judgment is over. I want to encourage somebody in this house at New Life today and say that the dove has rested. That the Spirit of God is for you today. That you can and you must be filled with the Spirit of God. It is the will of God for you to be filled with the Spirit. The judgment is over. Turn to somebody and say, I got out of prison. The penalty has abated. I want to give you the obvious news today that today that that dove was the first living creature to ever come back to the earth. Think about that. Everybody else was floating, but that dove was just kicked out in his nest. Can you imagine? He was the only living creature on the earth. But today, we're all on dry land and brand new pavement in Jesus' name. And I want to tell you today that because of one outpouring of the gift of the Holy Ghost, we know today that that spirit has been poured out all over the earth. We know that over 500 million people currently speak with tongues that we know about. We know about that the spirit of God is be being poured out in every nation. The spirit of God is being poured out in every church, every denomination. I want to tell you that the dove has landed. The dove is in this house I want you to stand to your feet I wish you'd turn to somebody and say hey Cabot the eagle has landed hey new life the spirit of God is for you I want to tell you today I don't know how you feel about it I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost I want to be filled with the power of God I want to be baptized today with the gift of the Holy Ghost come on why don't you stand to your feet and lift up your voice and say, God, let it be in me. God, let me be filled. God, let me be baptized with the Spirit of God. And it shall come to pass afterwards, saith God, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. 
Remain standing. I want to tell you today, you can be filled with the Spirit. You can be filled with power, but you will receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I want to tell you today, today is your day. The flight of the dove has rested, and we are in the dispensation that everybody can be filled with the Spirit of God. As the musicians come, we're going to open up in just a moment. We're going to come, and we're going to give you the opportunity for everyone, turn to somebody and say, that's you and me, for everyone to be filled with the Spirit of God. This promise, this promise is for you and your kids and Everybody that lives in Arkansas, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Today's your day. And so what we're going to do in just a moment is we're going to give you the opportunity to come. Everybody, todos los hermanos y hermanas, everybody is going to come. And we are going to come into this altar and we are going to be filled with the Spirit of God. I don't want you to think for a moment you got to come by yourself. I don't want you to think for a moment, man, am I the only one? Everybody needs to be filled with the Spirit of God. So we're going to come in just a moment, and I don't want you to wonder whether or not it's a promise for you. I don't want you to wonder, well, you know what? You know, I did this last summer. I said this last week. You know what? I rooted for LSU when they were winning. I'm a terrible person. I want to tell you today, God's looked over it. Woo pig, it's, we're back. And God has a promise for you. But before we come, I want you to raise your hands right where you're at, and we're just going to repent and just say, tell God we're sorry. Come on, everybody do it. Every, even if you've already done it today, let's just do it for solidarity. Will you ask the Lord? God, before we're filled with the Spirit, we know that we need to clean our hearts. God, we know that you said that if we will repent of our sins, if we will ask for forgiveness, that we've got a God who is faithful and just to forgive us. So we pray today, give us forgiveness of sins. Wash away, God, our sins in the name of Jesus. We ask for forgiveness, and we know that you will do it. And everybody shout amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise because God just forgave us of our sins. Come on, rejoice. And so we're going to come in just a moment. And I want you to know it's your promise. Someone say, my promise. The gift is under the tree. It's wrapped with your name on it. You might as well come open it. So quickly come. I want everybody to move into this place, and we're going to begin praying together. Come on, I want you to come. Come on in. Come, 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 come. Everybody come. Isn't this beautiful? They were all filled. Everybody got it in the upper room. You're going to be filled with the Spirit of God today with evidence and speaking in that heavenly language. God's going to give us a sign that we're filled today. And so we're going to in just a moment. If you today, if you really want someone to pray with you and pray along beside you, I want you to raise your hand right now. If you really want someone to pray with you, go ahead, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Do you want somebody to pray with you? Come on, that's it. That's it. Raise your hand. I want somebody to pray with me. 
as we, as we pray in just a moment, I want you to, you to find those people that are praying and pray with them. Because God's going to fill them with the Holy Ghost. So everybody in this place, and we're going to pray again in just a second, but we're just going to begin to create an atmosphere of prayer. And the dove is going to rest on your life, and you're going to be filled with the Spirit of God. As you begin to feel that there's, what do I pray about next? Just continue to wait on the Lord. Just continue. We wait on so many things. I want you just to wait on the Lord. If you don't know what to say, just begin to praise God for it. And the Lord's going to fill you with the Spirit of God. Do you believe that? Come on, everybody in this house, just lift up your hands. And I want you to lift up your voice and begin to pray out loud. And begin to say, God, fill me with the Spirit. Come on, that's it. It's for you. Heavenly Father, by the authority of the Word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus, let the dove rest upon us today. I pray, God, that you would fill each and every member of new life with the gift of the Spirit. You said that this promise is for you and your children and all that are afar off. You said that it's a promise for everybody. You said, God, that you would come. You said, God, how much more would your heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask it. I pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands and your voice. Say, God, fill me right now. God, baptize me right now. That's it. That's it, church. That's it. Begin to praise God. Come on, that's it. Begin to, will, will you link up with your brother or sister or your family member right now? I want you to find someone to pray with, and I want you to say, God, I want you to fill this church with power. We're going to change this community. We're going to change this city in the name of Jesus. That's it. Find somebody right now. I want you to pray for with somebody, and I want you to say, God, bless them. Fill them with the Spirit of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's good. That's good. Somebody needs you to pray for them right now. Somebody needs you to encourage them right now. Come on, Mom. Come on, Dad. Come on, lay your hand on somebody's shoulder. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Let's pray for one another in Jesus' name.